Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Prince Andrew, he has lost his bid to dismiss a sex abuse uh, accuser's lawsuit um, in the U.S. Uh, this has been brought a- against him by a young woman that we ha- know uh, says that, well, we've seen her in a picture with Prince Andrew and... Um, Ghislaine Maxwell, and she says that basically Epstein trafficked her out to a bunch of people, including Prince Andrew. And Joseph Newberger joins the show right now. He's a criminal lawyer with Newberger and Partners and um, friend of the show. Joe, I immediately thought of you when they saw this headline because we've been talking about this case for about a week or more now together. Um, does it shock you that uh, the decision has been made that this uh is it a civil case can go ahead against Andrew? Yeah, that's correct. So um, it doesn't shock me because uh, he was relying on a term or condition in a settlement agreement, uh, which was very vague about um, being essentially a stop from commencing any other civil lawsuits against other people. But they were like terms like royalty or politicians and other people. So it was, it was very amorphous and it's not well defined and normally when you have a clause limiting the ability of a plaintiff to sue in the future your clause is more defined and directed to specific individuals as opposed to a large broad class of individuals and that's what prince andrew's team was relying on was that he fit within the class of quote-unquote royalty but the judge at this stage uh, deemed that that is too vague does not stop the lawsuit and so it can continue to the next stage I don't really follow the royals too closely, but I keep my eye on every, you know, all, all different storylines because of what I do. But I have had a discussion with people that are really fond of the royals about the fact that uh, it's not Meghan and Harry that are going to bring down the royals. It is going to be Andrew that's going to do the most damage. And the fact that he was associating and we know we know he was a known associate of Ghislaine Maxwell and um, Jeffrey Epstein that's going to really um put into question the the future of, of the royal family. And the Queen is getting ready for her Platinum Jubilee. It's coming up in a couple of months. They've got this all these celebrations planned. Uh, she's been basically bubble-wrapped so that she can attend these celebrations to keep her safe from the pandemic. And now, I mean, somebody's got a bubble-wrapper from her son. So in this case, what do you think is going on behind the scenes with uh, Andrew's lawyer? Like, what do you think he's being advised to do now? Well, I'm sure you have two types of action plans going on. First of all, the royal family will have a, a team of lawyers and um, and probably people who are involved in you know uh, managing media and reputation to sort of guide them along as to how they'll do this. Um, and you know, it, it should be noted that there are a lot of things that the royal family does which is very important and very good. But for uh, for Prince Andrew, what is going to be most important right now is to make some very uh, important determinations. So he has to choose now whether to proceed with a defense to the allegations, which would mean that he'd have to go to the United States and uh, be part of a deposition where he would give evidence under oath 
and so would the uh, plaintiff. Um, and it would proceed uh, ultimately to a trial with a determination on, on the uh, facts. The other option for him is to try and um, uh, just try and settle the case. Um, and that's usually done on a without prejudice confidential basis. So there's no admission of liability whatsoever. Um, that would cast some sort of a pale on the family, but uh, of course the details would be confidential. In order for that to succeed, however, the plaintiff, Stufray, will have to uh, will have to uh, agree to a settlement. And if uh, she is of the opinion that she wants to proceed to a trial, does not want a settlement, then you know it takes two hands to clap, so you're not going to be able to settle. The last thing, if I'm not just talking too much, but is that he could just choose to default. In other words, he could not file a defense, not challenge, let it go into the court. The court will make a judicial finding of liability and then assess damages, and then they can pursue uh, Prince Andrew for for settlement, and he's never subjected himself to a deposition or a trial. But Wow. They're all all very difficult. Yeah, I don't think anybody sort of talked much about that, but that's an option. Seems ridiculous. I mean, when I think about the cash settlement and, and, you know, she really wants to bring things to justice and she doesn't care about money, uh, you you know, uh, she could go ahead and force him to testify, I'm guessing. But the other, um, part of the, you know, picture of if he settles, to me, it, it it is, even though it's not an admission of guilt, who's buying it's not an admission of guilt based on track well, record know, of other people? Yeah, look, you know, I'm a criminal defense lawyer, so, and I do a, a ton of work in, in this type of area, and I think there is a, a, a feeling now where, and, and I'm not judging on one way or the other, there, there's been historically abuse that has gone in silence and and now people are coming forward. We understand the dynamics of power and everything much better. Sure. That being said, lawyers will give advice and say, look, you know, uh, trying to win a trial like this in the United States where there may be bad optics simply because of your association with um, Elaine Maxwell and Epstein. And, you know, it's not like you had the best reputation as a member of the royalty. You know, you're you're going to face an uphill battle to try and win the case on what's the balance of probability. It's not like a criminal trial. It's like trying to get she has to prove her claim like 52%, you know? Right. So, you know, a lawyers will be saying, look, I don't think a settlement's bad at all because, frankly, you know, you just walk away from it. The noise will die down in a year or two, and, and that's that. I think probably that's the best approach right now, simply because you just want to get rid of it. I mean, you know, in the court of public opinion and then in a trial in the United States, he may not have a, you know, he may have a very uphill battle. And so settlement is sort of the lesser of two evils. Um, and... And, and I think that's something they're going to pursue. If I were to be a betting person, that'd be probably the first avenue they're going to pursue. And unless she refuses it. And then you're stuck. Well, they stuck. can still try. They, well, they can still file, you know, a very good uh, a settlement. Uh-huh. Um, and it, it could be, you know, if it's a really good settlement, and even if you were to run, lose a trial at the end of the day, uh, she would have to succeed better in damages uh, than what that settlement was. So it could put her into a cost consequence uh, position. This is a civil case, not a criminal. So, you know, if he puts forward a very lucrative offer, uh, she'll have to consider it very carefully. I mean, if she simply wants to be, uh, wants her pound of flesh in the media and in the court, that's one thing, but you still have to apply an economic analysis to this. But door's still open for criminal trial, right? Like, I mean, that could happen in the future. Yeah, I mean, it depends, like, you know, again, uh, depending upon where these things occurred, if there's a statute of limitations, if there isn't, because the United States, I can't tell from one state to the next. It's 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. 
uh, and where what the jurisdiction is. I mean, if there's, a, I think, an allegation that this occurred outside of the United States, then it would be a, another jurisdiction for one of the instances. And then if it occurred in the United States, they take jurisdiction. So there could be a criminal case. But, you know, I find it very challenging uh, and, and, and very distasteful to uh, mount a civil action, let it go through to discovery and then a trial, and then have a criminal trial. I, I just think really you... Once you do that, I think it has tainted the possibility of having a fair trial completely in a criminal context. And would they argue that? I would. If I was the defense team, I'd seek to, I mean, I would just say you can't have a fair trial and bring a motion to dismiss as they do in the United States or hear a stay application to say the media exposure has been incredibly damaging. And the fact that the civil suit went ahead with wanting money uh, should really preclude any any criminal prosecution. All right, Joseph, it's always uh, good to have you on to explain this stuff. I think it's really eye-opening, uh, you know, finding out, especially about the third option in a civil lawsuit. I had no idea that that existed. So thank you very much for that and have yourself a good afternoon. You too, Kelly. Take care. Thanks for having me on. Cheers. Joseph Newberger also is the host of Not On Record podcast.